cliffcentral.com Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com Salam, Jumbo, bonjour, and welcome to the Fashion Lab Show. My name is Lizo Gumbo Regisford, your host, and thank you for tuning in uh, once again. Now, this is where we dissect the business behind fashion. We care about how we can make sure that we develop uh, this industry, uh, just so we can also develop the economy and just make sure that whatever it is we are doing and whatever it is we are building is actually uh, growing and also making sure that we're smiling to the bank while we're at it. Um, today is uh, another very uh, special conversation. Uh, we're going to be plugging in some really cool guests and um, we're talking around African fashion standing out from a grassroots level. Now joined by Stephen O'Koth, uh, obviously is one of our guests who will be joining us. He has been deemed the fashion icon in Kibera, Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Kibera is the biggest urban slum in Africa. Now we're also joined by PR and strategy warrior Kelebogile Mab. Bunda, who has worked through fashion concepts and brands from grassroots level and beyond. Uh, obviously, our usual suspects are also in the house. Uh, we are joined by Edgy Benson with his echoes from New York. Uh, Edgy, welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Very good. And, it's uh, beautiful in New York today. Yes, it's beautiful. Thank you so much. It's beautiful here too. It's just a bit windy. Actually, someone might say I'm lying, but um, what are you wearing and what? Uh, who made your clothes? Let's just start there. Today I'm wearing um, a really cool Henley from Ari Soho. Well, it's, it's the beginning of summer, so I'm kind of celebrating. So I just have a Henley t-shirt on, but it's really cool though. Uh, I can I, like can I say what you have on the bottom? It's the diesel. It's the, the diesel, suspect, baby. It's the yeah. usual suspect. It's the diesel. Well, Edgy, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. We are also joined by our European fashion contributor and fashion expert, Francisca Marzilli. Francisca, welcome to the show. Hello, Liz. Hi. Hi. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, Bella. How are you? Ciao, Bella. How are you and Great. what are, and what are you wearing and what, uh, who made your clothes? Let's just start there. I'm very, very fine. And, uh, there is a very warm, warm weather, 40 degrees Celsius. And, uh, I'm wearing, uh, a dress, a popular dress with, uh, and I converted my high heels in the flip flops. <laughs> Oh wow! Is because it? Oh, I cannot walk on heels with this worm. But is that is that the is that the convertible? You know the convertible high heel they have these days that, that you can actually convert. A lot of brands are now doing that, where you can actually wear it as a heel and then just push it in, and it can be flat, so you can kind of, of course, play around of with course. it. So is that is that what you're wearing? I'm wearing a flip flops. Oh, so it's not a convertible. Come on. <laughs> you gotta no, hope. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to, I wanted to, to present it like a trick, but, but, uh, but, but it didn't uh, work I out. Can't. I well, cannot lie. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, uh, again, uh, once again, and welcome to the show. Now, I'd also love to, um, welcome my special guests. Uh, we are joined by <clears throat> two really special guests. So we have, um, Stephen Okoth, uh, on the line, uh, from Kenya. Stephen, are you here with us? Yeah, I'm here with you, Liz. Thank you very much, Stephen. <laughs> welcome to the, to the show and thank you for joining us. I'm very grateful for today. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Stephen, what are you wearing and who made your clothes? Let's just start there because no one gets away with that. <laughs> we care about what you're okay. wearing and we'll make sure that there's a picture that we can actually share and tweet um, to our listeners who care about what we, wear, what we wear and who makes our clothes. 
Okay, at the moment I'm wearing a green coat, a green coat, and a multicolor shirt and a yellow, a yellow pair of, pair of trousers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the designers of my clothes are one is DJ Mavazi, is the one who did this uh, this shirt mm-hmm. and my pair of trousers. But I caught, I just bought it at uh, Gikomba Market. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a logo. Who did that? Who did the design? Very nice. You know what I really love about what you're doing? And um, for those of you who are tuned in for the first time is, first of all, what I find, uh, or what I want to sort of um, compare to Stephen is the fact that I think he's very progressive. And I say he is progressive because he's, he lives and he's grown up. He's not bound by where, he's, he's leave, where he lives, where he grew up what he was exposed to um, as he was growing up, but he's actually decided to go beyond and move beyond and refuse to allow what is his day-to-day routine, what is his day-to-day reality in Kibera to actually affect his uh, destiny. So I think for me, it's very commendable, Stephen, what you're doing. And uh, it's very interesting to also see. Guys, I promise you, I will show you some. I will keep tweeting. And for those of you who are in studio, we will share some of Stephen's pictures. But he's very eclectic and he's very um, just fashion-driven in such an amazing way. So thank you so much for joining us, um, Stephen. And then obviously we have our last but not only uh, special guest in studio with me today. Uh and uh, I know that we have come way back. We kind of met like I think three, four years ago and then we just kind of lost touch and that's how small this Johannesburg city can be where you just don't see people for so long. But I just want to welcome uh, again Kelebokile Mabunda who is definitely, like I said, she's a PR force to reckon with. She's worked a lot on a couple of fashion concepts and uh, we're going to be plugging in more around her. Welcome to the show. What are you wearing and who made your clothes? Thank you, Liz. You didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> um, I'm just wearing like a, a jersey dress with a sleeveless tassel um, jacket and boots and stockings. And um, only one designer and the rest is commercial, like Zara and H&M. But this um, tassel sleeveless jacket is made by um, a local designer, um, Katerian George. It's beautiful. Yeah. And you're keeping warm and just obeying this weather as well today. Today is a bit chilly. Anyway, so, um, guys, it's so good to have us together. I want to just quickly give uh, a bit of insights around the fact that I feel like being brought up in a slum or a lifestyle that's not comfortable and easy does not actually mean that your life is over because here are some fashion, serial fashion entrepreneurs who have been rising and have risen beyond their environments. And I just want to share three of this top fashion people and plus obviously a bonus. Now Forever 21 founder Do Won Chang worked as a janitor, as a gas station attendant and then in a coffee shop when he first moved to the US. Today his net worth is about valued at about $5 billion. So that's just an example. And then you've got Ralph Lauren, who graduated high school in the Bronx, uh, but later dropped out of college to join the army. And then it was while working as a clerk at Brooks Brothers that he questioned whether men were ready for wider and brighter designs in ties. And then the year he decided to make his dream a reality, in 1967, he actually sold $500,000 worth of ties. Someone please tell me we're not playing. And then I want to go to, I'm not even done yet. I've got one more and then a bonus. Luxury goods mogul Francois Pinault, who is now the face of fashion conglomerate caring. That's formerly PPR. At one time, he had to quit high school in 1974 because he was teased so harshly for being poor. Now, as a businessman, Pinault is known for his predator uh, tactic which includes buying smaller farms for a fraction of the cost when the market uh, crashed. And he eventually started P 
PPR. Now, you guys who don't know what that is, you need to Google it. That PPR owns high-end fashion houses, including Gucci, Stella McCartney, Alexander McQueen, Yves Saint Laurent, and on and on. So those are my three heroes of people who are literally the game changers and innovators who were never really caught up with what they had to do to get to where they are today. Oprah Winfrey, we all know, is the queen of, of, of the queen. She's the dawn. She was born into a poor family in Mississippi, but that, that didn't even stop her from winning a scholarship to Tennessee State University and becoming the first African-American TV correspondent in the state at 19. Net worth at $2.9 billion. So, guys, there's so many stories we can tell all day long, but we just want to go ahead and plug in. The reason I'm sharing these stories is because I, I have a feeling Stephen is one of these people. Uh, 20 years from now, I have a feeling we'll be looking and saying, okay, look at where this boy came up. Look at what he did. Look at how he grew. I, am I lying? Oh, guys, why, Edgy, why are you giggling? <laughs> no, because... Because we are, as Africans, to be honest with you, we, we, Stephen is a, is, is, is just a picture of, of who we are, you know? Even your story, my story, we all have this, where we grew up from, you know, just listening to the radio in Africa, in an African village, and you paint pictures out of this radio, out of this, what you hear, and this, you start to imagine yourself where you should never be, and, you know, that's why we are here, we are where we are, but it's all, you know, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's that drive and there's that listening to illusions that you see. And um, I, I see that in Stephen and I see that in, in us as, as Africans embracing fashion, which is in a way, the way it's portrayed is very, um, it's not, it's not modern, to, it's not native to us in a sense, but actually fashion Africa embodies fashion in so many ways, but in the way that we see it in the Western world, we it's 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 not native to us, you know. You know what? It's beautiful and it's very profound what you're actually saying because um, maybe we forget or maybe we I don't know what it is. But listen, for those of you who are tuned in, just a quick reminder: we've got my favorite segment at the end of our show called "Who Would You Want to Dress and Why." So feel free to share with us your who's your why's. I call that the segment we use to unwind after heavy conversations. I also call it the red glass of wine for those who want to know. Now keep your tweets coming with Fashion Lab AF on Instagram, on Twitter, Fashion Lab AF Twitter, Fashion Lab Africa Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear from you as we continue to dissect um, this conversation today. Now I want to come straight to Madame who's sitting opposite <laughs> me, <laughs> very looking at me very intensely. Now, Kels, you've been in this space for such a long time and uh, you've been able to work uh, successfully with brands, not just necessarily within the fashion scope, but, mm. but beyond. What are your thoughts around, first of all, just this conversation of uh, fashion conversations or fashion projects of building from a grassroots level and sort of stories like um, Stevens? How do you feel um, you being socialized in South Africa? I know that we've got, for me right now, I know my only reference, one, one of my references here is Soweto Fashion Week, which I feel mm. is very, uh, has been a platform that has been set up to really, really pay attention to those people who have no access, it have says, no. Yeah. What are your thoughts just before we plug in um, Stephen to also just tap into his mind? 
You know, um, Liz, I've worked with what I enjoy the most, especially in fashion, is working with undiscovered talent. And even when we met, um, it was a platform that was given to people that are not signed, people that don't, don't have um, access to funds and access to visibility. Um, the boiling point is you need to start. Whether you're from this background or whatever, the point is when you start and you stick to what the vision, the goal is, you will get there. And this is how I even see Stephen. When you told me about him, I was like, oh my goodness. I actually remember reading a, an article on BBC, you know, and I was like, he sticked, he knew what he loved. It was passion fueled and he stick to it until somebody recognized him, but he didn't wait for that person to recognize him for him to keep doing it. Um, same with um, Soweto Fashion Week. I mean, it's been a platform for many designers um, that are now showcasing at the likes of AFI or SA Fashion Week. So it's, it's one of those boiling point where you people start and then they access those platforms and then they continue to go for that vision for that goal. Um, so, for me, it, it's really beautiful to see brands start from scratch and work with brands that are starting from a grassroots level. I've worked with the likes of Orapele Mudutle. I've worked with, and I've, I've seen him grow, and now he is huge. I've worked with Kateri and George, and I've also seen them grow from nothing to something amazing. So it's very beautiful to, to I always say to all my clients, you need to stick to what you, why, the reason why you started. And don't deviate and don't look at why am I not getting the same attention as that other person? Stick to the goal mm -hmm. and keep doing it and, and stay true to what your brand is and who you are. Now, thank you. Now, for those who are, again, um, I just want to do justice because I didn't really introduce you and whoever's thinking, what is she talking about? I just want to show you how heavy the girl is. But she is a, she is the founder and director of KLM Publicity, uh, which was uh, set up in 2013. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a boutique communications firm specializing in social media management, reputation management, publicity, and media relations. Now, this young Kels we are talking to right here, she's definitely a young creative uh, she's definitely had a wide interest in various fields that include public relations, media marketing, fashion and events management. She holds a career background of working and freelancing for companies such as Africa Fashion International, Sky's the Limit, Events uh, Management, Text 100. Have you, ha you, you heard, what is it? You have heard. You heard. <laughs> have you heard word of mouth, uh, marketing agency, media 24, brand ambassadors, PR firm and consulting for Teuton, um, communications. The list goes on, but the reason we are here with you is to just be able to also tap, uh, and pick your mind because these mm. conversations are really nice to have with some sort of wider variety of different, um, stakeholders within this True. game because you bring in some really, cool insights and we also just get to have this conversation on this level now um before i go um and expand further to the others i want to actually properly introduce steven now those uh let's first of all let's talk about you know we'll talk about his love for fashion and everything but steven i also obviously came across the bbc i i checked that out and i thought wow but besides before i introduce him first of all i want everyone to just know that we come from the same place so we come from like the lua tribe in kenya 
and it's a very special very thing. Special for you. Yes. Yeah. And like yesterday I was speaking to him and then today when I spoke to him, I was like, why am I not speaking to this boy in Luo? I mean, we should just be vibing in Luo all day long and eating fish because that's what we do by the lakeside where I come from. Oh. But anyway, so we talk about progressive, um, growing up and living in Kibera can easily pull one down, I think. And those who haven't been to Kibera, you know, I, I'll tell you that for sure. It may not look easy, may not be easy but he's definitely a rising star who has refused to let his environment um put him down his clothes are just like oh my gosh his look and the way he puts his fashion together is definitely something to talk about uh bright clothes sourced from local second-hand markets have actually turned him into a local personality so there's so much we can talk about he's a photographer he's a filmmaker he won the tasca beer photographers photography award in 2017 11 film awards since 2012. He loves fashion. You know, he's gained a huge following in his hood just because of his unique swag. So it's really nice to have you um, on the show today, uh, Stephen. And I just want to go straight into your love for fashion. Every morning when you get up, before we go about, go talk about the photography, who is your inspiration? Like, how do you, when you wake up, who do you think about before you put on the orange shirt and the stripe thing and the thing thing and, and, you know, and step out? Who's your inspiration for your fashion and your styling? Okay. Personally, I can't say I have somebody who inspires me. Anyone who wears anything that is bright in his or her own world inspires me. <laughs> so you see, because like you identify this person from far. Most people like it, from now where we are, I'm, I'm from, we always believe that uh, when you wear bright clothes, you are from the Kamba community. And that's a challenge that most people don't want to be associated with, you see. So most people wouldn't like to, to to be like associated with the Kamba community because of maybe one, two, three things about them. With me personally, anyone who is like or anything that is brighter in color always uh, attracts me like a bee, you see. So I believe in brightness. You see, that's why like when I wake up in the morning, I'll go to my wardrobe and check out which, which pair of trousers will <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you, is it a mood thing or is it just picking what looks or feels right? Or is it according to your mood? Uh, it's, it's, it's not according to the mood personally. Uh, mm. With me, I think it's what fits me. If let's say today I feel like wearing a red trouser, I'll go and find from my wardrobe which shirt or t-shirt will fit this you see, and uh, again, what I say about this kind of outfit that I'm going to, to to wear today, like I'm trying to bring some controversy to the people's mind in Kibera. That's the reason as well. I'll, I'll try to like block colors so that they can have some conversation at my back. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> are you not? Are you not trying to inspire them, or are you trying to have them talk? Listen, um, Stephen, growing up in Kibera, which is obviously the largest urban slum in Africa, how did you manage to stay focused to fulfill your dream, no matter what? Because that's really, uh, that is a very heavy part of this conversation. Mm -hmm. Because how do you actually just stay focused and keep moving, despite? everything else that's pulling everyone else within your space down okay first of all you have to know whatever you want whatever goal you want to achieve in life that's the reason as to why uh, i've decided to be like different from the people of kibera the, the, the other youth from kibera 
So another like I have like my my parents they grew me up with the hope of like this is the boy or this is my child will one day sort us out you see because the condition that uh, my parents are living were not like uh, that good condition so i've been always thinking by myself how can i get my mom out of this place how can i get myself out of this place you see so this kind of things always ring in my mind every day you see so when i work when i do anything like uh, negative when i do something negative i feel like it haunts me every day because my mom my, my mom would like get the the the, the story then you'll see her tomorrow in bed she has like heart problem so such kind of things makes me feel like okay i should not be doing this and again i've been uh, into like this street life and uh, i felt like okay whatever i'm doing it makes me like uh, it makes people hate me in the community you see so at times you are in a problem it's like uh, for example you find a cheater uh dipping his head in a, a pot and it can't help itself you can't help it because maybe when you break the pot it will hit you so it's <laughs> that's the same way people took me okay when i have a problem they won't like want to help me because they think that okay i'll help him and tomorrow he'll still like affect me so i will i all i always like felt like okay i'm always left out so i decided to come up with a way to like change their mind so that they can welcome me back the society so another and uh, that one uh, i decided to now do something different from what the the, the other ones are doing and that's when I, I a friend of mine introduced me to a film school it's called kibera film school and uh, when i went there so they told me that i should not if i want to like really focus in whatever i want to do i have to stay with them in the school and i really found it very difficult difficult because by then i was into drugs so I used to be there and uh, like try to focus doing different things and every day and every day. So it has been a challenge on my side. And uh it's uh, it has been a challenge to convince these people. But after these awards that I have been getting from f- the films that I've been doing, it really like motivated me and made me okay think okay I, I have a power and I have to work on this part so that the whole world and people around me should know that this the, this guy is useful and very important. So that's how I came up to be different from the people. Okay, so Stephen, I want to also just add on um, before I pick Edgy's mind and uh, Francisca. Do you know that you are a role model and you know that now you have a responsibility because being blessed or being in a position where you're able to move ahead uh, beyond others is actually, it comes with a responsibility. So it's not, it's not just like stardom is not just stardom and being popular and being famous or being uh, a, a personality in your space is not just there's two sides to it it's it's great that you are the star but at the same time it is up to you now to take responsibility and unfortunately not everybody can but there's the, some of us who have to you when immediately you step up the ladder you are responsible so one of the things i want to just find out from you before we uh pick uh edgy and francisca's minds and insights around this conversation is do you being a photographer, being a filmmaker, being what everything that you've achieved so far, have you made sure that without just rising outside of your community, that you're actually making sure that you can hold a few hands to rise with you? Meaning maybe it could be just 
pulling out some extra help from your community when it comes to maybe looking for temps and people to help in a shoot. Have you, what are you doing or what responsibility are you taking to be able to make sure that as you continue to climb the ladder because of your focus, that you're actually holding a few hands? What are you doing about that? Okay, Liz, what I believe is that no one stands alone and no one is an island. So I'm always involving my fellow youths from Kibera to at least help me when I do like a photo, uh, a photo shoot. I'll call uh, like three youths, one to be holding a reflector, even a light on this side, mm-hmm. and maybe another one will be doing like makeup for my model. Listen, mm-hmm. so this thing involves my fellow youths into the kind of activity that I'm doing in Kibera. And it has motivated a lot of youths. Most of them are now into photography, even though, even if I'm not the one who have trained them, they'll find schools outside there or even people who can, like, uh, help them and train them into, like, show them how to be photographers or uh, or, or filmmakers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, like you are saying, I'm now, like, a, mo- a role model. Mm-hmm. Most people believe that whatever I do is the right thing, like most of these youths from Kibera. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Whenever like I post something, like currently there's a there's this story that I'd posted about a kid who needed some help. And I've seen lots of people, like even the area MP, like commenting on the post and like he, he went and helped this kid. So you see such kind of thing makes people believe that, okay, this guy has some power and this guy is going in the right way. So they'll always believe that whatever I do is right. And so it will make me as uh, Stephen to always work on my my, my my way so that it cannot I, I should not show anything negative to them and they'll maybe do it tomorrow. Mm. So I'll always be doing the right thing to make them also be on the right side. So I've also been campaigning through photography on drug and substance abuse. If you see on my my, my, yes. my, my, my Twitter and uh, yeah. Yes, so all this has helped and most some of the youth do call me, how can I do this? And you see and I, I even speak to the Nakada guys so that they can give these kids or even these youth some help. Mm. So I believe that now the, that uh, I've been like the face of Kibera to some point, most people are always are now like focusing on what next, what am I going to do next so it's, that they can follow, you see. It's very nice. Yeah. We, we, we are grateful for that. Francisca, I'd love to hear from you. You're very quiet. And I know that uh, you're sitting in Lisbon. Uh, are you in Lisbon yeah. or in Milan? Or I am where, you know, it's I'm, Today I'm in Lisbon. <laughs> today you're in Lisbon. Now, Francisca, yes. um, I'm sure you, you're plugging in and also listening to these conversations. And the fact that yeah. um, when we speak grassroots or when we speak fashion from a different level, it's not subject to, it's not bound by, um, by, by, by regions. It's not bound by countries or continents. The, some of the, most of the, in, in fact, all the examples I gave today, I actually didn't find. I tried to research a bit to find some African stories documented, but I didn't find any. But here are billionaires who are literally have made their way up, um, from like nothing to like everything. What are your thoughts around this conversation and what, what sort of comparison, when you look at your side of the world, do you actually see? Do you experience stories like this? And and if you don't, then you know what are you? What's your insight around this conversation in whatever form or way you want to bring it? Uh, first, I I, I I want to say that uh, I'm really charmed and I'm really moved uh, somehow from the things I've heard up to now. 
especially for the life experience of the Stephen, that uh, I, I can say I admire a lot uh, since uh, the, the first lines I, I read uh, about him. Uh, then, um, I, uh, for sure, uh, stories, uh, similar stories like these uh, exist in, here in, in Europe too. Um, the, possibly, possibly the difference uh, is the environment. Possibly, uh, some stories like these doesn't don't have the, the same relief uh, in the European environment. Mm. But uh, this not uh, take off the importance of this uh, kind of experience, and uh, and it's amazing uh, to to hear how uh, for an uh, for a person for the, the Stephen in this case um, is a very important and motivating every day to be an example to follow for a lot of people. Uh, is uh, is uh, animating uh, to do better and better, and this is amazing. I, I guess uh, uh, this is the mostly amazing part of uh, all the conversation. If uh, we we could uh, all reflect on this, mm -hmm. I I am I'm convinced that uh, words could be a better, better, better place. <laughs> Thank you, Francisca. Thank you, Francisca. Yeah. And, and what are your thoughts around this again? Uh, and like I said, you're operating in a different market, but like I said, one of the really interesting uh, things Francisca has mentioned is the fact that the effect may not be the same because mm -hmm. of what it actually, you know, when you say you're relieved, what is relief and mm -hmm. how, you know, it, it measures differently based mm -hmm. on where you're coming from and what this does to you to put you to the next level. Edu, what's your insight today as we talk? I think what is really profound about this conversation today is just the how you can see the importance of of just a person's mind, you know, mm. how we think, how we how our mind can take us places and I'm so happy that we have Fashion Lab and we can sit here and we can listen to, to Stephen. Because today we wanted to talk about fashion personalities. And sometimes society just thinks that when you're fashionable and loud and and, yeah. and, sh and shiny, you are not serious, you know? <laughs> but Stephen superficial. Given, sorry, yeah, sorry. Stephen yeah. is showing that actually behind all of that it's just the everyday African boy, the everyday human boy that is struggling to be a good role model, is trying to be a good son and daughter to to her, to his parents or parents, and it's just so profound. So I'm I'm really really like blown away to hear his story because I can relate to this story almost a hundred percent, you know, from where I grew up to where I am, mm -hmm. you know. So I can I can relate to the power of dream, to the power of your illusion, like taking you somewhere, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just so, I'm totally so happy that today he has shown that you can be a fashion personality, you can be loud and responsible and heavy and substantial, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it is, there's just so much that being, being able to hear him has done 
I mean, for a lot of people who are listening also. So I'm, I'm just happy that we have Fashion Lab and that we can do this. And I think this, this is just, it's, it's really beautiful. Mm. I want to just say that I, I, I feel like this is rehabilitation through fashion. And I, I think for me, again, one of the things that has touched, I mean, like Stephen's story just touches me so deep. But yeah. one of the things also to add on is, when you say you've been a junkie, you've been this, you've been that, you've been that, but you're still on, on the road. And he's 25, so he's not mm-hmm. like, what? But he's still on the road and on the journey. And he's now conscious enough to say, I'm not longer doing that. I'm doing actually, that. yes. And he's even conscious enough to know that I can't do this and I cannot do that because that's going to affect my mom and she's going to have a heart attack. No. So the the responsibility that's coming with um, his drive and his hunger to succeed is, to me, so powerful. And I feel like... These are the rehabilitation through fashion stories that we should be telling because it's amazing. I feel like fashion is his sort of rehab. And Mm -hmm. through fashion, there's that other extension. When we speak about the value chain, we go beyond just what you wear. He's actually Mm -hmm. working as a photographer. So he's behind the lens capturing stories as well, which is also quite inspiring and I think quite therapeutic. So I think for me, this is a very touching uh, story. And... um, you know, I have a, my brother, my first oldest brother, my brother, he's a, he's actually, he is a junkie. He's been a junkie for about 26 years and he actually hangs around Kibira. And it's shocking because people say, oh my God, how does, how does that work? And I can't say to you that I'm not a child who was brought up in Kibira. I know Kibira, but because I am Kenyan and I was born and raised for some of my life in Nairobi. And when you understand what Kibera is, like for me, it actually puts tears into my eyes. And when I think about you, um, Stephen rehabilitating from being a junkie, you know, so going through that path, there's things people try and then there's people who stick and then there's people who move on. So mm. for me, what Stephen is doing has touched me in such a deep way, in a deeper way. And I wish that... Um, for all the people who are lost in Kibera, especially the young creative people, that they can mm. somehow find a way to rehabilitate. Let's talk to you. Do you t- talk to us and tell us what you're... You know, what, what I love the most is the fact that he took something that was so negative and he reshaped his life to something so positive and so beautiful and so inspiring. The fact that he still goes beyond and... Find other people to, you know, mentor or groom and say, come hold a light. It might inspire you to tomorrow to do something different with your life. I'm not saying come and be a photographer, but she knows what it takes to be that young person as much as he's still young himself, but he took his background, which was so negative and all the wrongdoings that was influenced around him growing up and he shaped it into something so beautiful and inspiring. And when you say he, fashion is his rehab and now he's that rehabilitation center. It's like for everybody should mm. come through, mm. you know, I've done it. I've, I've, I'm growing out of it and I'm becoming a better person. But I love the fact that he's now bringing other young kids and saying, you know Let's what, you, it's possible. You know, it's possible to get out of it. It's because po- people, especially people that are addicted to 
um, things. They are junkies. They're like, oh, it's not possible to get out. It's possible to get out and even have a way better life after that, you know, negative impact in your life. And he's a true testimony of the fact that it, you can get out. You can be responsible. You can be um, uh, an influential person in your community and inspire other people to do better with their lives, whether it's in um, the creative industry or other professions you know i love the fact that he used fashion for which is using it so boldly as a male person you know because not everybody will say mm-hmm. i'm gonna wear <laughs> colors and and stand in front of like there's a picture that's, that's stuck in my that is stuck in my head that he took in in front of like slums mm. and he looks amazing and outstanding and you know so he he i love his story i, I mean steven you're so inspiring i wish you you understood um, exactly power the, your power of what you're doing. of what you're doing, and you see it so small. And the way you're talking, it's like he takes it so light. Like mm-hmm. you know, they'll just come and hold something, but that is, that's power that you're able to impact somebody else's life through your journey. I think, guys, when we finish this show, we should start a hashtag called fashion rehabilitation or rehabilitation through fashion or something. Because um, when I think about rehabilitation and rehabilitation centers, even when it comes to just getting people back on track, getting them out of their addictive, whatever it is they're on, I feel that rehabs are actually like prisons. Well, I haven't been to a rehab or a prison. Well, I've gone to visit someone there, but I haven't been. So I don't understand... I'm, I'm just inspired that they, this maybe could be the new black in, in the yeah. rehab, uh, world because maybe this is where people find freedom. Rehab is not get confined and get locked in. That's not rehab. That's actually prison. But yeah. that's what rehab is using for rehab, especially here in Africa. So it's very refreshing. Now I want to come back to you, Stephen, because we are talking a lot around this conversation but what would you say is your message to all the young people who are tuned into the show today and feel like their hope is gone because of their circumstances that may be deemed unfortunate what mm. would be your message to those who are listening today who feel like it's it's not it's not happening okay my message is that everyone should be themselves if you are it means that you're original and if you're original, nobody is going to be like you. You're just going to be yourself. And nobody will ever do something that you can do no matter what. You see, they'll either copy-paste it, but they won't do it to the perfection the way you do it. So if there's something you're doing out there as a youth, and you're struggling, you're thinking, you're asking yourself, how can I make it? Or, or can I do it like the other guy? Just do whatever you feel makes you happy. Then a time will come that somebody outside there is going to see it. Like, personally, I didn't know, like, BBC would, or even uh, the African lab will see my story and uh, call me, you see. It's a <laughs> challenge for me. Even when I post it on Facebook, uh, and my friends from Kibera see such kind of thing, they are, like, motivated. You can go and check on my Facebook uh, mm-hmm. uh, page. They are, they are speaking every day because yes. they feel motivated. And the reason why I post these things is not to go and brag off to them. Yeah. I don't want to brag to somebody. I just need to tell them that they are able. They can do it. You see, you can change your life as long as you believe in yourself and the passion or, or even the power that you have in, in, in you. And from there, then let the other things work out themselves. So believe in yourself and always be original. Don't listen to what other people say. Because my others might be like uh, talking words that might be discouraging you. Like, for instantly, 
Me, personally, people have been calling me names with the kind of clothes I've been wearing. Others have been saying this guy, like he's a lost guy, he doesn't know what he's doing. Because they believe that, okay, if you wear this kind of clothes, then you are, you, are, you are the top. So you find everybody in my hood, like they're all looking the same. There's nothing unique in them. So with me, I like break that rule. And when I break that rule, they'll see, oh, you see this, this chief and this guy, man, they, he's always, he thinks that, you see. So they'll be talking at your back. But now because the world has seen my style, you'll see, like people even ask me, where do you get your clothes? Where do you get the, those pants, the yellow pants? You see, <laughs> and I tell them, okay, go to this guy or you can go to this place and you see. So if I tell them like that, they'll go there and find those things and uh, tomorrow you'll see people now like uh, into all this kind of colorful clothes that uh, I'm doing Stephen, personally. Stephen where, can we, mm, yeah. Stephen, where can we see the future uh, of Stephen Okoth in the next five years? Where do we, what can we expect from you? Oh, I believe that, uh, like you were saying, you, 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 are, you are talking about uh, the fashion rehab. No, or the fashion. Like, yeah, we we spoke yeah? about that briefly because we we are all touched, and I feel like we're on the same web, wavelength, and we could do something. We could start a movement, just the five of us as is, and it could actually spread across the world. That's how you start movements. You start it with a hashtag, and we keep it flowing, and we can. Nothing um, prevents us from that. But where do? What can we expect yeah. from you in the next five years, or what are you looking to achieve in the next five years? My achievement is to make sure that I'm going to change the, the, the lives of people in Kibera. I'm going to make sure that the youths of Kibera are going to be in the right channel because they'll believe in whatever I'll be saying. As long as you don't command them, speak to them smoothly. <laughs> Tell them, okay, this, Smooth right and this is not right. Smooth operation. Most of us, yeah, the reason most of us don't like, we don't follow whatever people tell us is because we are using the command note. And the command note don't work uh, with those people mm-hmm. who have grown up. They feel like, okay, you think I'm a kid. Mm-hmm. To hell with your, your advice. But if you, sp- you speak to them smoothly, take somebody even individually. If, if you, you can work with even friends or even single, single person. And, and- you'll talk to him today, he'll change. Then the other guy will see, what did you do? He spoke to me. What did he tell you? Like, that message will be going. It will reach more and more and more. Thank so, you. Yeah. Speaking... Yeah, go ahead, Stephen. Like, <clears throat> giving that authority to them, we won't work. And uh, so I believe that in five years from now, when I'll speak to these people and show them the kind of things that I'm doing, they'll have to change. They'll be inspired. Thank you so much. No one, uh, no, one, no one wants a bad life. Thank you so much, Stephen. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. been great. And I know that we can go on and on and on. However, we are coming to that time where we have to... Uh, sort of wind up how can our audience connect with you could you just share your either your website or your handles on social media okay i'm on divo photography on uh, on facebook uh, on facebook and uh, on divo photography on instagram and on twitter i'm at on divo like if you just google on divo <laughs> google the boy guys <laughs> yeah so, if you google on divo Everything about Ondivo, because I think I'm the only Ondivo. It's a unique name. I was given by the youth from Kibera, because they, they, they believe that I'm always in a movement. You see? Oh, and again, Ondivo, meaning 
I'm in the vow of telling our stories, speaking to the world, representing Kibera, Kibera to the world. You boy, so you go, vow, you go on with your bad self. You know what, Stephen? Thank you so much for joining us. We are at that point uh, where I have to come back to Kells and say, Kells, we haven't had so much conversation. We'll definitely invite you back again um, on another day. But at this given moment, if our listeners want to connect with you, how do they connect? Okay, so on social media or platforms, it's Kels Mabunda. And uh, my company's website is www.klmpublicity.com and on social media, KLM Publicity. It's, it's so great. It, it's been really nice having you guys. Now, Francisca and Edgy, I did not ignore you today. It was just, uh, we had a few glitches, uh, in the earlier on, but we are here and we are loving it and we have been able to still connect. Now, our last ting ting, who would you want to address and why? I don't need more than 30 seconds of this. So we're going to start with Francisca. Who would you want to address and why today? I would raise uh, one of my favorite singers that is Anglo-Nigerian, Shade Adu. Uh Hey, auntie, you're not playing. It's nice. (laughs) Nice. Um, I want to go to Kels. Kels, who would you want to dress and why today? Right now? Mm-hmm. I want to change Babes Oduma's wardrobe. <laughs> who's, who's wardrobe? Babes Oduma. I think she has a beautiful body and she just doesn't dress well for it. Ooh, okay. And we are happy to also help those who are uh, disadvantaged in the wardrobe um, element of things. <laughs> but okay, cool. Um, Stephen, who would you want to dress and why if you're given an opportunity to dress someone today? Uh, I'll want to dress the street boys. Mm, and why? And the reason as well, I want to dress the street boy, I want to bring out the kind of, you see, they are always normal with those big and funny, funny clothing. I want to like, bring out, out another, <laughs> nice. find, yeah, like another type of swag within them. Okay. I want to dress them. Okay. Thank you so much. Edgy, who would you yeah. want to dress and why? Definitely Stephen. <laughs> yeah. he, he has everything we would, everything I would need for <laughs> I, okay, yeah, I, you. I, yes, I today want to dress opera because actually when we were talking about the billionaires that came from nothing and I thought, you know, that is very inspiring. So I would want to dress opera and just put her in something, something kind of a Liz with a Liz twist to it. I kind of see mm. her in a different style, but I'd love to push her to something else. But guys, it's been so good having this conversation. For those who are tuned in, we're on www.fashionlabafrica.com. Thank you, Kels. Thank you, Steven. Thank you, Francisca and Edgy as well for your contributions and insights. Highly appreciated and uh this is us peace and love until next week <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you liz fashion lab on cliffcentral.com cliffcentral.com